Hey there, welcome to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. It's so glad to be with you today as we enter week five, day three of Give Up Worry for Good. Today we're going to talk about the difference between fear and worry. This is one of the topics that that I, that I love to address. It is something that is very much misunderstood. Sometimes we use the terms inter- interchangeably, I'm afraid, I'm worried, but they're not the same thing at all. So let's talk about it today. Let's also look at, I believe, one of the greatest responses to fear that I've ever seen. It's something that took place in the Bible. We'll be looking at Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15. Peter was trying to walk on water. We'll chat a little bit, a little bit about what happened that day and why he would do something so apparently crazy, and what happened. Remember, this is the week that we are devoting to concentrating on expecting difficulties in life, in giving up worry, expecting difficulties. It's not going to all go smoothly. And the reason I think that it's important for us to do this is so that when it happens and something doesn't work perfectly, or you run into an unexpected challenge, maybe you don't respond in a way that you should, you feel you should respond. When that happens, you don't panic. And if you do panic, you know what to do. And today we're going to look at somebody who did start out completely walking in the will of the Lord, doing what the Lord wanted, and everything was going great for him. Peter, he's walking on the water. Everything is progressing smoothly. He listened to Jesus. He got out of the boat. But suddenly... He began to look at the storm. Instead of looking at Jesus, he began to sink. Sounds like a disaster, right? Things are not operating the way they should. This has all the potential for it to be a disaster. But what did Peter do? Ultimately, Peter turned to Jesus, and Jesus saved the day. So let's talk about this today. So we'll we'll talk about fear and worry. We will talk about what to do when maybe you don't respond in the correct way, how you can handle it. And, and I think by the end of the show, I really believe by the end of the show, you're going to feel a lot better and you are going to be able to relax a little bit. That's the point of this week. I, I put this in the book. I put this in our, our, our retreat for, per, for a reason, so that you don't panic when it doesn't work out perfectly at least in your eyes. Because even when it doesn't work work out perfectly in our eyes, according to our standards, the Lord can always bring good out of it. And that's the beautiful thing of having an almighty God in charge of this operation, this operation being our lives, right? He could fix anything that, even if we mess it up. So we're going to talk about that today. Settle in, make yourself comfortable. Now, okay, I got a problem. Let me take a sip of my coffee. I'll share it with you. I'm doing good. It's really warm out here in uh, southern New Jersey today, but the air conditioning is on. You might be able to tell this. My allergies are kicking in. I was fine all, all morning, and now it's time to record the show, and my allergies are starting to kick in. So I just, uh, I'm going to try my best to get through the program without sniffling too much. It's really difficult when this, when this comes on me, though. And, um, and, and let's just, let's just get on with it. And I just, I just tell you that in case you're wondering, well, why does this guy sound so stuffy? I, I feel it coming on. I don't know how, how bad it's going to get during the show, but we're going to pray that, um, ask the Lord to, to give me some, um, time to get the show in before I start to get, to get too stuffy. It's funny. I never had allergies before. 
uh, until maybe a few years ago and they started. It, it's amazing how this happens. Incredible. Anyway, not your problem. Why don't we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, so good to be with you. You know, um, thanks for being patient with me. I get <laughs> sometimes I get sidetracked on this program, but uh, I'm with I'm with good friends, Father. So you know them too. You love them, and um, you created all of us. So you you know what you knew what you were getting. <laughs> it's no surprise to you. Oh, Father, it's so good to be with you. Thank you for creating us in your image and your likeness, Father. Thank you for being so accessible to us. For always being available whenever you need us, whenever we need you, I'm sorry. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to understand, even if it's in a small and imperfect way, to understand your power, your might, your compassion, your love. And thank you for taking care of all of our needs from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. Father, it is at times, as you know, challenging for us to try to give up worry and to draw closer to you to try to surrender to your will when we're used to controlling things. Sometimes that's very challenging for some of us. Father, we ask that you continue to provide us the grace we need to be able to break free from worry, to be able to trust you more, to be able to relax in the storm knowing that you are in control. Father, I ask you to bless us and our loved ones, our our family members. I, I especially ask you, Father, today, this is something that's been on my heart, to grant peace to all those who grieve today. I keep hearing stories of people who have lost loved, one, loved ones, and it can be such a, such a difficult time, Father, and I ask you to just give them some extra peace to deal with their loss and allow them to recognize your desire to come to their assistance, especially in these difficult times. Father, I ask you to use me as your instrument today. Please give me the words. Guide my thoughts, guide my words so that I can deliver the message that you have for us. I pray, Father, that all of our hearts and all of our minds can be opened up so that we can hear and put into practice your message for us today on this program. And finally, I just want to say, Father, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be used as your instrument to deliver this message. I'm so grateful, Father. And I ask these things in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, there you go. Thank you for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimek. You are listening to Following the Truth. I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm really enjoying walking through this Give Up Worry for Good book in the summer. Obviously, I wrote the book. I, I wrote it. I'm trying to think when the book was written. It was written over a year ago, uh, probably in the midst of, it, it was right at the start of the pandemic. It was a very, very difficult time in my life, in the life of um, of all of us as a family, just because it was unknown. We were we were at home. We were just dealing with the, the stress of being, uh, you know, not able to leave the house. My wife was really struggling with anxiety. It was a really tough time. But the Lord, through his grace, the, the grace that he always gives us, enabled me to, to, to write this book. And when I go over some of the things that I wrote, it really brings back memories, um, memories of a difficult time, but also memories of a God who was faithful. And I think that's the one thing that, that I have learned over, especially over my 10 years, soon to be 10 years in full-time ministry, I have learned that God is so faithful. He, he's not, you know, he's always there. 
He's always there and he has always been there for me. Maybe he hasn't always done what I would wanted him, what, what I would have wanted him to do, but that's okay. He does what's best for me. And a lot of times we have that little divergence of opinion. You know, same thing as when, when I was young, I wanted my parents to give me certain things. They wouldn't because they knew these things I wanted were not good for me. They wouldn't let me do things that I wanted to do if they thought they could harm me. So it's, it's, it's what our loving father does for us. Sometimes he has to say no. Sometimes he has to say wait. But the one thing you can count on is the fact that he is always there. He's always there for us. Hey, if you'd like to find out more information about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. I would imagine that you are getting my daily email reflection, but if you're not, or if you know somebody who might benefit it, benefit from it, have them go to my website, followingthetruth.com, and sign up for my daily Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled reflection. Right now, we are using those emails uh, to, to, to walk through Give Up Worry for Good. We're in week five now. It's an eight-week program. So at the end of this week, what do we got? Week six, seven, eight. We got three weeks left to go. That's pretty good. We're getting through it. Don't panic if you're not where you want to be. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. And I believe that by the end of this, these eight weeks, you're going to be much better in terms of trusting God, in terms of worrying less, much better than you were when you started. Are you going to be perfect? Probably not. That's okay. That's okay. You want to be better. You want to be in a, in a position where you turn to God more and worry less than you did when you started this program at the beginning of the eight weeks. That's essentially, that's where you want to be. And then we move from there. We progress from there. Do it again if you have to. You know, well, as I mentioned, we're archiving these shows. I'm archiving the emails that I send out, and they will all be available in very easy access to access format on the website followingthetruth.com. So when you're finished, if you want to refresh your, you're going to know where to go. And of course, the, you have the book. You have the Give Up Worry for Good book as well. And I'm always available. You know, all you need to do is shoot me an email at Gary at followingthetruth.com. And I'd be happy to, to chat with you, to discuss these things with you via email. You know, if you want to do that, you just let me know, okay? Um, I am praying for you. And, and I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for all of your financial contributions for my ministry. I'm extremely grateful for your support. I really am. I couldn't do it without you. And um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about possibly setting up another parish mission in Lent. I, I have one more opening left. At the moment, it looks like I have one opening in Lent for another parish mission. I can fit in some single talks, but as far as parish missions go, they typically they're three days. I do a give up worry for Lent parish mission. If you are interested, I would, I would recommend you contact me as soon as possible by emailing me at gary at followingthetruth.com. And uh, I am really excited about getting back on the road and bringing this message across the country. It's been, it's been a long time. It's been a long time, and I am very much ready to go. You know, it's like the pitcher in baseball, the pitcher warming up in the bullpen. He's just waiting to get in the game, and he's warmed up, and he's he, he feels he, he's ready to go. Then he gets the call from the manager and he goes in the game. That's that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that call with the pandemic and the shutdown that came about because of that. Uh, it's been difficult to not be able to speak, but things are starting to open up now, and I am so grateful. But if you want to, um, if you want to get uh, have me come to your your church for a parish mission in Lent of 2022 or any time, or bring it, uh, give a talk. 
then contact me, Gary, at followingthetruth.com, or just go to the website, followingthetruth.com, and contact me through there. Okay, so fear versus worry. Week five, day three of Give Up Worry for Good. This is the the week designed to focus on the fact that things are going to go wrong. Not everything will go smoothly. You know, you surrender your, your life to the Lord. You start walking with Him. There will be bumps in the road. That's okay. Don't panic when it happens. And even if you mess up, we're going to see Peter. Peter messed up. Peter did something wrong. He made a mistake. He stumbled. He got himself into trouble. But he was able to recover and turn to the Lord. And the Lord saved him. And I think that is a great lesson for us. First, let's talk about fear versus worry. And I and I took this opportunity in the book to... Um, to discuss the difference. And I'll give you the verse in a minute because I want to talk about fear versus worry first. Because this comes up all the time. This is important that we understand this. Fear is an emotion. So fear is a feeling. Fear is a something uncontrollable. We can't control our emotions. Fear is an emotion. Anger is an emotion. Sadness. These are their emotions. They can't be controlled directly. Now, as we go further, you know, in the weeks to come, I will probably mention, and, I'll, and I think I'll do it here as we look at our story of Peter trying to walk on water, that even though we can't control the emotion of fear, <coughs> there are things we can do which may result in a decreased fear. But for the short term, for the short term, let's just look at the fact that we can't control fear. So let's say we can't control fear directly. But worry can be controlled. Fear is an emotion. It's a feeling. It's a passion. When you are threatened or when you feel threatened in some way, the emotion or the passion of fear kicks in. I feel I'm in danger. You know, it could be a legitimate danger. My house is on fire or a danger that's imaginary. What if I get sick? And don't kid yourself. I'm sure you know this. You can feel the emotion of fear very strongly in an imaginary scenario. You know, you imagine what would happen if I got sick and got cancer and ended up fighting for my life and dying. You know, you can you can play out this scenario and really get yourself afraid. But when you do that, when it's a what-if scenario... It's totally imaginary, but it can become a very real fear. So fear is a response to thoughts. I mean, it really does come from thoughts more than a situation. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I don't want to get too deep here. Because not only will I confuse you, I'll confuse myself. But uh, in the instance of possibly you're, you're, you turn on the, on the TV and you you see that there's a tornado warning in your area. Now, there are people who are going to hear that and not feel fear at all. For whatever reason. Some people are going to hear that and say, oh, tornado warning. I, I either I, I don't believe it or it's never happened before. It's not going to happen or God will get me through. There are people that can hear the fact. It's a fact that there is a tornado warning. A tornado could strike in your area. People can hear that, which is a legitimate fact, and not be afraid. 
On the other hand, many people will respond to that information. There's a tornado warning in my area with extreme fear. What's the difference? The difference is your thoughts. If I think about it, and my thoughts cause me to be afraid, you know, depending on how I view it, in my head, I might be able to reason through it and say, well, this is not that big of a deal. This has happened before. And, 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 and nothing happened before. I've, we've been through these warnings. No big deal. Whatever. What happens, happens. You know, and you're doing that through your thoughts. Other people's thoughts will focus on the what ifs. What if it hits? What if I lose my house? Where am I going to live? How am I going to get the money to rebuild? You see the difference? It's all in the way you respond to the information. So it's through your thoughts. But nonetheless, you feel threatened. Whether it's legitimate or not, you feel threatened, you feel you're in danger, that produces fear. So we're dealing with an emotion. So you can't directly control the emotion of fear. But what you can do is control how you respond to it. Worry is a response to fear. It's not a good response, but it's a response to fear. On the other hand, you can respond to fear by turning to God in prayer. That's not worry. You could still be afraid while you're praying, but you're doing exactly what you were supposed to be doing. You're not worrying, you're praying. You're afraid. You can pray and be afraid at the same time, but you can't worry And pray at the same time, if that makes sense. You can be afraid and pray, but you can't worry and pray at the same time. So essentially what we have is worry being a a, a bad response to fear. Prayer, trust, maybe taking action, they're good responses to, to fear. Tornado warning. What can I do? Well, I can pray. I can also get to the lowest floor of my home and follow all the safety directions. You know, so that is a good response to fear. But the main thing to remember is fear is an emotion. St. Francis de Sales said, we must not fear fear. And and as as I've spoken uh, about that, when I've gone out and given my talks, I would always say, do not be afraid to be afraid. It's okay to be afraid. Now, now, there are reasons, there are occasions when we shouldn't be afraid. But as we go through this eight-week process, we'll talk more about that. But for now, understand, if you're afraid, it's okay. You can still be afraid and pray. And that's exactly what God wants you to do. You can't control your emotions, but you can control how you respond to them. And that's essentially what we're getting at here. So now, let's talk about this, this verse Matthew 14, verse 30. Okay, so this is Peter walking on the water. Jesus appeared to his apostles there in the boat, crossing the Sea of Galilee. He appeared to them. They recognized him. And Peter, just to make sure, if this really is Jesus, Peter called out to Jesus, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you. Now, Peter, he's an experienced experienced fisherman. Now, he would know, or he should know, that it is technically impossible for a man to walk on the water. But he saw Jesus, and he believed. There was some degree of belief in in there, in him, 
that with the help of Jesus, he could do the impossible. That's a, that's a good place to be. It really is. Wanting to discern, wanting to be careful. Peter said, hey, Lord, if it is you, I want to make sure this is you because, you know, Peter's pretty impulsive. So this is pretty pretty uh, cautious for Peter. Peter said, Lord, I want to make sure it's you. If it's you, tell me to step out onto the water and come to you. And Jesus said, come. And Peter responded. Peter got out of the boat in the middle of the storm on the Sea of Galilee, the pretty dangerous position he put himself in, and he began to walk on the water. So it was a successful operation. His eyes were on Jesus. He was responding to Jesus, who told him, yes, come to me. Peter was heading toward Jesus, walking on the water. But what happened? Matthew fourteen thirty, When he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Now, initially, we see that Peter did something that he probably shouldn't have done. But it's something you and me, we do this all the time. Peter took his eyes off of Jesus and he focused on the storm. And he began to panic. You and I, one of the biggest mistakes that we make, and I wish I could tell you, I never do this anymore. But I did it last night. Yep, got to tell you, did it last night. We focus on things that are going to get us upset. Mainly, the world, the problems we face, problems in our own life, the problems in the world, more sometimes than we do on Jesus. And when we do that, it's almost guaranteed to make us discouraged and even feel hopeless and panic and worry, right? I was going to bed last night and I happened to check some of the news headlines. I, I don't, I mean, I don't dwell on the news. I watch a minimal amount of news. We we learned that a long time ago in the Zimak household. We watch, uh, we, we don't watch a lot of 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 negative TV. We just don't because it just messes up your head. You know, if you, if, if the first thing you do in the morning is wake up and turn on the news, you, you're going to start your day off on the wrong foot. You, you just are. I, I have learned it is so beneficial to start my day from before I look at my social media feed or turn on the news to start my day in prayer, to talk to my father in heaven, to talk to Jesus, to talk to the Holy Spirit. You do that, and you are getting off to the right start. I happened to look, and on my news feed, they were talking about a rise in COVID cases. Oh, then the, the numbers are up, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go. I don't need this. We just came through over a year of this 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 quarantine. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. what? And I started to get spun up. And in the details, it was speculation, you know. And, and I'm not going to go into the... All the details, but yes, the numbers are rising due to the variants and in, in, in certain certain locations in the country. But for a brief instant, I started to to lose my peace, and then I I redirected and I focused on the Lord, saying, "Lord, you know what? This is up to you. Right now, we're all okay in this house. We're doing good. Just lead me, Lord. You know." And 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 I got my peace back, but. It's so easy to dwell on your problems. Peter made a mistake. He started looking more at the storm than he did at Jesus. And what happened? Because of that, because that storm looked more real than Jesus at that moment in time, he began to sink. While he was looking at Jesus, keeping his eyes on the Lord, he was able to walk on water, do the impossible. 
But then he started to look at the storm, and who knows what went through his mind. Wait a minute, he might have said as he's looking at the storm. I can't walk on water. What the heck was I thinking? This is never going to work. You know what I mean? But what did he do? He responded. He was afraid. He was afraid because he saw he was in the middle of a dangerous storm walking on the water. But he suddenly remembered who was standing in front of him also in that storm. The one who can command the seas to be still and the wind to cease. He remembered Jesus. And the, 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 the kind of interesting thing to note is that Peter had a limited knowledge still of what Jesus could do. He had already been through one storm at sea with him at, that, at this point, but he, did, he was able to see that Jesus did calm the storm before. But again, he still knew in his role of learning to trust Christ as his Lord and Savior. But he had some experience to go back to, so maybe he got his composure back and realized, wait a minute, he could do this. And he cried out, Lord, save me. Three simple words, what a great prayer. And Jesus reached out and saved him. Just like that. And I think for us, we just need to remember when we stumble, and we'll stumble, and we begin to panic about whatever it is, the medical test, the money situation, the relationship problem, the presentation you have to make for your company and you're scared to death to get up in front of people, whatever it is that causes us to panic, all we need to do is is remember with the help of the Holy Spirit, and and this is why we need to get into this habit of depending on the Holy Spirit and asking the Spirit to inspire all your thoughts, words, and actions every day. We need to just get our composure and remember, wait a minute, I might not be able to handle this, but I know somebody who can. Lord, save me. And even when you mess up, even when you begin to sink into worry, it's okay. Because the Lord can save you if you regain your composure and turn to Him. So, I'm just going to encourage you today as we bring this show to a close to remember that three-word prayer, Lord, save me. And to not panic, even after you mess up. Peter began to sink, but he turned to Jesus and everything worked out. Sometimes the Lord calms the storm. Sometimes he calms you. It really depends. But the end result, however he chooses to do it, if you invite Jesus to become alive and to take control in the middle of the storm, you will experience more peace than if you don't do that. You know, how much peace it depends depends on the situation, it depends on you, but he can speak peace into the midst of the storm. Don't panic when you start to sink. Don't panic when you encounter a storm because the presence of Jesus Christ will be with you always, okay? Don't panic, right? And if you do panic and you need some advice, email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. I'm going to run now. Now, God willing, I hope to be back here tomorrow for another edition of Following the Truth. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for your prayers. I'm going to keep praying for you as well. God bless you. Have a fantastic night. Talk to you next time.